0: Welcome to Elevate, a podcast about achievement, personal growth, and pushing limits in leadership and life. I'm Robert Glazer, and I chat with world-class performers who have committed to elevating their own life, pushing the limits of their capacity, and helping others to do the same. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another special edition of the Elevate podcast. Uh, With everything that's going on right now in the world and with the COVID-19 crisis, I thought it would be a good time to take a look back at some of the Friday forwards that I had written over the years and messages that could be helpful and relevant to this time. So I picked four that I think could be helpful and provide some important perspective for this time, and I'm going to read them from oldest uh, to newest to sort of bring it full circle for you. So here we go. Calm is Contagious, number 79. Last week, I had the privilege of attending and speaking at my third Tugboat Institute Summit, promoting the evergreen business movement, a market-leading businesses looking to make a dent in the universe. One of my favorite speakers at Tugboat is Commander Rourke Denver. Rourke has run every phase of training for the U.S. Navy SEALs and led special forces missions all around the world. His lessons on leadership, such as last year's takeaway on playing without a safety net, are incredibly insightful and valuable. This year, while leading a segment on the warrior mindset, Rourke was asked about the biggest lesson he learned from his time in the Navy SEALs, and the answer was surprising. To graduate from a SEAL basic training, which is called BUDS, something that approximately only 25% of those who start will do, there's a final exercise that requires rehearsing a mission and then executing it on time. About midway through the mission, his group realized that they could not complete it on time. In response, the class leader was frenetically running around screaming at people, which only served to make effective decisions impossible. Having witnessed this erratic behavior, a master chief petty officer, the most senior enlisted member of the US Navy, gave Rourke's group an invaluable piece of advice that he learned from another master chief during the Vietnam War. The advice he gave was simple, calm is contagious. He explained that their team members would mimic or amplify their behavior, whether that be calm, chaos, or panic. There are definitely a few times in life when we need to fully engage our fight or flight response with an appropriate level of panic, adrenaline, and even stress. However, when a leader of one of the most elite and deadly military units in the world counts his biggest learning as calm is contagious, it should give us pause to how we may approach many of our everyday situations. We all wanna be around people who are calm and in control, but we also have an opportunity to be that person for our colleagues, our families, and even ourselves. Our ability to calm ourselves and reduce stress fundamentally changes how we react and how we make decisions. Given that others are likely to mimic or amplify your behavior, think closely about what you want that behavior to be. Quote of the week, pretend to be completely in control and people will assume that you are. Walter Isaacson. 18 summers, number 84. Shortly, I'll be headed out on an RV trip with my family that has been years in the making. I'm excited to unplug, get outdoors, and spend quality time with my kids. Last week, I had two reminders of how special and fleeting this time really is. It started with getting this out-of-office reply from the PR consultant of my friend Alex Yastrobetsky. Alex encouraged me to make a sign that says 18 summers, and put it on my refrigerator so you can see it every day. A year feels like a long time when a summer comes and goes, and 18 summers is all you get with your kids, so you need to make them all count. As you're reading this, I'm spending time with my family in an RV headed across the country, and I will be back on Monday, August 21st. Just a few days later, another good friend sent me a compelling post written by Tim Urban on his blog, Wait But Why, that lays out a 90-year-old's lifespan visually. In years, weeks, and days. Tim calculated by the time he graduated high school, he had already used up 93% of his lifetime in-person parent time. He also shows other visual examples of how much time remains if he lives to be 90 to enjoy some of his favorite activities. A powerful impactful exercise that is sure to create a sense of urgency is to print out Tim's chart and fill in the circles. As he notes, you might realize that despite not being at the end of your life, you may be very well nearing the end of your time with some of the most important people in your life. Here are three key takeaways that Tim shares upon reflection of his own experience with the exercise. Number one, living in the same place as the people you love matters. Number two, priorities matter. And number three, quality time matters. These are great tips to keep in mind as summer winds down and we head back into the fall routine. You can also listen to my full discussion with Tim on the Elevate podcast. There are many things in life that require deferred gratification, but in many cases, it's not a matter of our means. It's a matter of our making the time and changing our priorities. Sometimes it also means disregarding societal norms, stepping outside our comfort zone, and saying yes, even when opportunities require us to find creativity to make them happen. One of my best memories was how my son and I ended up at Super Bowl LI together. As I wrote about in a much commented on Friday Ford post, it was a moment that I almost passed up on multiple times because I thought there would be another opportunity down the road. An opportunity than reality might never come. Tomorrow, next week, next year, these are often the answers we give when presented with both personal and professional opportunities. It's easy to think that there will always be a better time to live our life and enjoy our time with others. Let's not take for granted that that time will come. Quote of the week. Lost time is never found again. Benjamin Franklin. With gratitude. Number 114. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? Two years ago, I bought a dual suspension mountain bike for the first time available 33-inch all-terrain tires, and available multi-terrain select. I've seen the new Lexus GX popping up all around my town, and not only does it have the capabilities to take you to new places on and off the road, but it's a great-looking car. The new Lexus GX is ready to raise the bar for you. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Elevate listeners. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Go to shopify.com slash elevate now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash elevate. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. It helps you identify and hire professionals. You can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Case in point, last year I asked the CEO of a major ski resort how he got his job, and he told me that he saw it on LinkedIn and decided to apply. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. The team at LinkedIn is also constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash practical. That's linkedin.com slash practical to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. A few years back, my family and I started implementing a practice that was recommended to me by a mentor of mine, Warren Rustand. His advice was, after you stay in a hotel and time comes to an end, leave a handwritten note thanking the person who cleaned your room along with a tip. There are many reasons why this is a good thing to do, but three in particular are, it's an act of gratitude. Practicing gratitude has numerous benefits for our health and our state of mind. Two, it shows respect, dignity, and appreciation for someone's hard work, work that often goes unnoticed. And three, The tip is often insignificant to you, but meaningful to them. We travel a lot and when we stay at a hotel, my kids typically take turns writing the notes, but it's my youngest who's come to really enjoy it. Even though he's only nine, he has to write the note as we're packing up to leave. A few weeks back, we were on a ski vacation. We had a lot of gear and rushed out of our room each day in the morning to hit the slopes. To say we left a mess a lot of days would probably be an understatement. Yet when we returned each afternoon, the room was cleaned very well and our belongings were neatly organized. It must've taken the housekeeping staff well over an hour each day to get it that way. When we went to check out, my son asked to write a thank you note and I pulled $40 out of my wallet to leave as a tip. My wife, Rachel looked at me and said, we should leave more. She worked really hard. As usual, she was right. And so we did. At almost the same time, I received a note from a friend via a WhatsApp group. He too was inspired by Warren's advice and begun leaving a tip with a thank you note after his hotel stays. He shared that after a recent stay at an Airbnb in Guatemala, he left a $15 tip each day to the person who had cooked and cleaned for them. To his surprise, he received a note from the owner a few days later that read, I want to thank you so much for being so generous with Sandra's tips. She told me today she was able to take her child to the dentist and to deparasite her other child from amoebas. It really made a difference. Thank you for your generosity. Later this year, during winter break, I got back to our hotel room on Christmas day, just as the housekeeper was leaving. I did not have a chance to write a thank you note, so I handed her $20 and said, Merry Christmas. She looked at me very sincerely and said, thank you. And then said, and thank you for my family. It was the most fulfilling $20 I spent that trip. Clearly it was meaningful, and it wasn't her first choice to be working on Christmas. In our haste, we often neglect to show appreciation for the little things or take the time to thank and acknowledge those who have served us. And the reality is these individuals are far less fortunate. We're all guilty of focusing on our first world problems and overlooking the challenges and circumstances of others. When we take time to think about and recognize those who have served us in some way with nothing to gain from doing so, it has a positive impact that is greater than we can imagine. I also believe it's simply good karma. As you head into your weekend, I encourage you to take the time to sincerely thank someone who's done something to serve you and see if it can improve their life in some small way. It's very likely to make a difference to them, and as a bonus, it'll also make you feel good about yourself. A relatively small gesture can make a real difference in the life of another person. Quote of the week, gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessing. William Arthur Ward. Thinking Downstream, number 220. Let's face it, it's been a long few weeks for everyone. We're tired, stressed, and uncertain about the future, but we need to keep moving forward. During difficult times, it can be helpful to have a clearly defined purpose and put our energy and talents towards helping others. Rather than looking upstream at what's coming your way, try to focus downstream on the people who depend on you. This mindset has helped me redefine my own short-term purpose, to keep as many people employed as possible. I feel very fortunate to work in an industry with a unique business model that helps make this possible. Getting through this crisis for both people and businesses is going to require resilience, innovation, human connection, and a long-term orientation. It's also going to require a generous mindset. For example, earlier this week, the yoga studio my wife attends was forced to suspend classes. Her favorite teacher announced he would do a live stream class from home to help people who needed yoga more than ever. The studio quickly figured out how to use Facebook Live and gently asked for donations. Within 48 hours, 3,000 people had viewed the class, likely creating a new model for the studio. The next day, I saw an amazing video of a personal fitness trainer offering a free class from the top of a building to people watching from their windows and balconies. As I mentioned a few weeks ago, our response to this crisis is about controlling what we can control. Each of us can think about what we can do in our own organizations to implement these types of innovative ideas. Here's the best story I've heard that encapsulates all these principles. Last year, Justin Esner, a regional sales manager in Orlando for Hilton Hotels, attended a conference where my good friend John Rulon was giving a keynote. Rulon spoke about the concept of radical generosity from his best-selling book, Giftology, and Esner was so impressed that he waited for hours to get his book signed. Esner took Ruland's principles to heart and started to implement Giftology's idea in his own work. This included skipping a popular conference focused on new prospects and investing more in his existing and most important relationships. The strategy added almost $2 million in new bookings. Months later, COVID-19 hit. The conference business came to a halt and Esner's world turned upside down. His team, which usually handled two or three cancellations each week, was beginning to receive 10 to 20 per day. Suddenly, his email and phone calls were a stream of bad news from stressed-out event planners needing to cancel, causing enormous challenges for his business. It would have been easy for an to be annoyed at the people whose cancellations were ruining his business. Instead, he took the downstream approach, recognizing that as stressed as he was, the event planners probably were in a worse situation. So rather than retrench, he decided to invest and empathize. He listed his top 36 relationships and sent each of them a customized gift, a Louisville slugger bat engraved with their name, and a high-end bottle of tequila in a plastic box that said, break in case of emergency, surrounded by caution tape. He also included a handwritten note telling the planners that he knew times were tough, but he and his team were thinking of them. Within days, Esner received dozens of thank you notes from grateful event planners, the same people who had been calling days earlier to cancel events worth millions of dollars. Some of the event planners were also looking forward. He received two requests for future events in 2021, one for half a million dollars and the other for $1.2 million. While these types of potential bookings won't make up for the losses, they're helping to steady the ship. We all have a necessary short-term focus right now, but it's also critical to retain a long-term perspective to plan for what comes next. This will pass eventually, and people will remember those who were tone deaf, selfish, or acted without empathy. Likewise, they will remember those who took care of them, did the right thing, and focused on helping others. When the dust settles, the givers will gain. Quote of the week, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. John F. Kennedy. I hope you enjoyed this special edition of the Elevate podcast. Please stay healthy, stay safe, and if you think this could help someone, I'd love if you could share it with them. Thanks so much.